Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, welcome to the new CSIS building. If you have not had an opportunity uh, to visit us here at 1616 Rhode Island Avenue, my name is Heather Conley. I'm Senior Fellow and Director of the Europe Program here at CSIS. And uh, as I welcome the minister uh, this, to the building this morning, I said, you are my grand opening uh, <laughs> for CSIS to have a, a visiting minister with us. And we could not be more delighted and could not say in a more timely way to invite Dr. Yuazis Olekas, the Minister of National Defense of Lithuania, to be with us. Arriving last night, I think fresh from Brussels, from the NATO uh, Defense Ministerial meeting, um, we are delighted that Dr. Olekas will be with us um, and help shape so many key issues that are going oh, on oof. in the region. We'll go from the future of NATO to regional issues to Afghanistan. This is what I love about the transatlantic relationship. We truly span the globe. And we're delighted that our Lithuanian partners help us uh, with all these important issues. We have an hour for uh, conversation and discussion. I'm just going to briefly introduce the minister and then turn this over for some opening remarks. And then, Mr. Minister, we have, uh, and this, this is a credit to the wonderful audiences that uh, come to CSIS, we have ambassadors, Ambassador Mann from Germany, Ambassador Ball from Sweden, our, our Ambassador Paro from Croatia. We have the diplomatic community, experts, military officers. They're coming to hear you. And so we're, we're excited that... <laughs> too much, uh, too much. No, no. <laughs> we're excited that you are, you are with us. I, there aren't too many defense ministers that, uh, have, uh, that we have a doctor in the house, also served twice as uh, Minister of Health of Lithuania. Um, but also served twice as defense minister. So this is your second uh, turn here, and we are delighted. Uh, been a leader uh, in the Lithuanian parliament as well as the uh, parliamentary assembly for uh, the NATO parliamentary uh, assembly, the European Council parliament assembly. So you are a parliamentarian extraordinaire. So you have the 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 the, uh, the beat on the on on where uh, so many. European uh, voters are, are viewing things. So with that, I kindly turn the floor over to you, Mr. Minister. Welcome to CSIS. Colleagues, welcome. And we look forward to your remarks. Thank you. Thank you very much. I would like to congratulate you with this new building and the uh, new uh, uh, community. Uh, and uh, indeed, uh, we just have a meeting uh, two days ago in the Russell, the NATO Defense Ministerial. And it was a... Uh, long discussion about the, the situation, about the, the coming future, and uh, we're looking forward for the NATO summit next year, and uh, the, what is, will happen in Afghanistan when we little bit closing the, the, our activities and then shortening the activities in Afghanistan and looking for the future communication between the, the NATO members, uh, they're keeping the achieved results, and. Uh, uh, interoperability between the different nations, different uh, militaries, and looking forward for some initiatives for, for the future. And uh, if I may start with uh, mentioning that uh, there in Lithuania there's a long life story about the advertisement in the newspaper saying the proposal for exchange, uh, I'm trading my independence, 
for a security geographical, geopolitical geographical location. And this is very important in, in our uh, Baltic region. And, and, um, and it's, it's not only, uh, you can say, joke, but uh, during the period between the two world wars, um, uh, one of our prominent political philosophers, uh, Pakshtas, uh, has uh, proposed a very serious to the government uh, of Lithuania to consider buying an Iceland close to the Africa's shores. Uh, he was sure that Lithuanians would never be secure and finally will face the extinction. And this was true for some time after the Soviet occupation. Uh, but, you know, the reality is um, what is, is, and we can change it, and we cannot choose our uh, neighbors. And really smart is the one of managed to survive and thrive in the given situation. Our Baltic states uh, have always been uh, between the, the best and east. And uh, from one side, uh, uh, this is the big challenge, as it means constant uncertainty and instability. And from other uh, side, this is made be a possible serving a bridge using the, uh, those two entities. And uh, I remember when we discussed uh, in our um, independence movements in the 90s that it's a good opportunity to us to, to join this these two entities, but life is going and we have different situations. Sometimes we succeed, sometimes uh, we have the, the problems. And, and so how should one live in, in such uh, uncertainty and instability? Uh, actually, there is nothing new I can tell. We are basing our security uh, on three main pillars. The strong, and capable NATO uh, with strong transatlantic uh, link. By strong, I mean that we have uh, to be able to take decision in NATO. Uh, by capable, I mean that uh, we have to be able to implement this decision. And second one is the United Europe. By united, I mean not so much our economical or social integration. We have to be able to speak on one voice, uh, to have one voice on, on defense and, and policy matters. Uh, however, we are not so close for, to, to this. Uh, stable and uh, cooperative Eastern partnership. Uh, so we would have real partners, not uh, rivals in, in the East. Uh, and what is the, the glue uniting this, all three pillars? There's anything common between them. I believe that uh, common uh, thing is that everything is achievable if there's a mutual trust and uh, respect. Uh, to put it on uh, other words, if there's a collective uh, thinking. Uh, if we would achieve it, uh, all three pillars would be fine and we would be able to, to solve uh, any existing challenges and, and, and problems. Unfortunately, today we are witnessing uh, many cracks. Uh, Iraq, Libya, especially Syria events uh, have shown that we are not uh, able to, to act 
together. And uh, it is not only America and, and Europe, but uh, common, cannot find the common goal rounds. Uh, European unity is, is cracking uh, as well. We can witness uh, hostility between the periphery and, and big uh, central states. Claims that all, all members uh, are deprived uh, of the workplace, sovereignty, and, and others. Uh, there are also the uh, problems related to the nationalism. Um, have always been present in Europe. The U.S. participation and footprints has brought stability in Europe and pushed it towards in the integration process. However, current economical uh, crisis uh, has brought extreme thinking back. Uh, we can uh, hear a voice uh, calling for disintegration of EU, uh, withdrawal of U.S. Uh, missiles from Europe, and, and similar. And uh, Europe is not, uh, not stable, and I am convinced that U.S. presence in Europe is still very much needed and extremely uh, important. Uh, so why there is no unity and what can be done to review the spirit of collectivism? I believe unity can be achieved through the, through the common actions. Uh, that is why understanding the importance of collective thinking uh, Lithuania. First, from the very beginning, uh, he has joined uh, operation in Iraq and Afghanistan and other places and, and, and supported the decision on, on Syria. Uh, second, uh, Lithuania has joined a project like AGS, uh, C-17, uh, missile defense and the like which make the allies to, to act uh, together. Uh, another excellent example of uh, so-called smart defense is uh, in our region is NATO air police mission over the Baltic states. We do not uh, we do all have to understand that our future lies on our abilities to act together, uh, to understand that uh, NATO air police mission uh, they serve, they increase the, not only the Baltic uh, states, but of the whole alliances uh, regards the, the borders of, of NATO and, and, and EU. Uh, third, we are strong uh, proponents of uh, exercises. And it is not only because of our security concern. Uh, I would very much uh, subscribe the, to George Friedman, who has written about the nostalgia of old uh, NATO, when everybody was planning uh, and exercising together, uh, when you knew and understood each, each other around the table. Uh, thus, there is no surprise we are very much uh, interested in, in NATO uh, having large scale of division size uh, exercise uh, every year. And some say that uh, we should listen to the logics of economy, which is not in uh, the best shape now. However, I am convinced that uh, first of all, we should listen to the logic of, of our values. And this is main, main important. Fourth, we are making all the possible uh, nets of uh, cooperation, seeking security through the interdependence. We started with the so-called uh, Bald Dream uh, project, where all three Baltic states have put their efforts uh, together. 
uh, creating capabilities we would never be able to have uh, separately. Uh, so we have the Boltnet, uh, Boltron, uh, uh, Baldevkol, Balbat, and uh, others project. You can ask, is it easy? No, it's not. Uh, sometimes we do also face some challenges uh, emerging uh, from selfish interests. However, we do see the, the value and importance of such uh, cooperation, and we are willing to overcome obstacles on, 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 our, on our ways. Uh, similarly, we are engaging more and more with the Nordic uh, uh, countries, uh, expanding our cooperation uh, um, to common projects, for example, thinking of uh, one United Exercise Plan in the, in the region that would allow streamlining our efforts to the best uh, result uh, possible. Nordic and Baltic states are among the most active uh, partners uh, in operations and we plan to cooperate in, in the field uh, as well. Uh, I mentioned our situation in the Afghanistan, we are looking for, for the North Afghanistan and uh, Mazar Sharif, not only Baltic, uh, Nordic, Croatia and other Balkan countries on the leadership of, of Germany and we had a very good discussion uh, two days ago in, in Brussels on the Frame Nation, nation uh, uh, group uh, discussion about the, the future of that. And um, also uh, our cooperation uh, uh, goes behind defense and, and security issue. We do a lot uh, together on energy security uh, uh, together with our Denmark colleagues, uh, we are working on a lot on energy proficiency in military and green energy issues. And uh, there are many other projects uh, for if in the future. And uh, finally, if I may, uh, the, we are building uh, cooperation with our Eastern partners together with uh, Poland, uh, we try to engage the Ukraine. Uh, I do hope uh, our joint project, uh, lead uh, Paul Lugubrik, will be given uh, a go. We do work very close with Georgia, Moldova, and other countries. Uh, we have a very good uh, involvement uh, uh, with these countries in, in Afghanistan project and in Gore province, P, P, PRT project. And uh, both uh, of us uh, and Eastern partners have to, to pay the, the price for, 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 for this. Uh, you know the, the pressure from, from our neighbors uh, is a very, very strong one and what this happens with Albania. And uh, you can hear the, the, the President Putin position for, for, for Ukraine in some uh, situation. And if I, to sum up, I am convinced that mutual trust and respect uh, comes through the very concrete uh, projects. And these projects uh, not only allow us to achieve a certain degree of interoperability, create uh, real uh, capa capabilities, but is more important Acting shoulder to, to, to shoulder uh, helps us to come to collective thinking as it 
was during the Cold War. Cold War. Uh, there uh, will be a mutual trust and understanding. Will be able, we will be able to, to solve these this problems uh, ahead of us. Thank you. Here. Mr. Minister, thank you so much. That was a, a wonderful tour de force of uh, uh, where you're thinking these days and, and focusing. Now is the time for us to join the conversation. I just remind colleagues, this is an on-the-record discussion. Um, I'm going to uh, let you have a few moments to collect your questions, and I'm going okay. to, if it's all right with you, Mr. Okay. Minister, uh, ask a few questions, and then we'll turn this over to you. If you could just raise your hand and then identify yourself and your affiliation, that would be, oh, I could give you one of okay. my pens, okay. too. Okay. That would be terrific. Thank you. I, I want to uh, begin a bit with looking ahead, uh, next year's NATO summit. And of course, part of the conversation that the defense ministerial was thinking, I'm sure, about that agenda. And that's really NATO's next chapter. Um, and so I'd like your thoughts on uh, if you today could create that agenda for next October, what would the key elements be on that? And then I'd like to follow on with that question about Afghanistan. Uh, Lithuania has been very forward-leaning in its commitment to a post-2014 presence. But clearly there are outstanding questions about the negotiations between uh, the U.S. and Afghanistan on a post-force and transition. How much will your decision be based on whether the United States can negotiate a, an agreement with the Afghan government following post-2014. I'll start there. I have one other question, and then I'll unleash the audience okay. on you. Okay. Please. Yeah, if I may, it's a very important uh, job for me, and it's very difficult to, to predict what will be the, the future. But anyway, uh, on the base of this knowledge, what I have now and what we discussed um, two days ago in the, in the Brussels, I think that is the main uh, main uh, uh, goal for the for the coming summit is to summarize the situation in Afghanistan, because uh, it was uh, the one of the biggest, or maybe say the the, the biggest uh, operation or mission of uh, NATO allies, and uh, it's uh, the different point of view. You, you can uh, hear the criticism from President Karzai sometimes and uh, and others, pessimist. And it's very important that we should uh, have a common view on, on what we achieved. I think that we achieved a lot. Uh, in this 10-year uh, period, we had a stable Afghanistan and, and increased the possibilities for, for the country. That, uh, I have been in Afghanistan 11 times, I think. 11? Visit, yeah, visit, wow. visiting our our troops and uh, in, in about eight years period. And I can assure you that it's a huge difference what I have seen in eight years ago in Kabul and in, in the countryside in the, the Gore province and, and, and in the south. And what we left now is new buildings, uh, new infrastructure, more smiling people, the more uh, school boys and, and, and girls in, in the school, the, the new facilities in, in, the, in the hospitals. And this is one that, what we should do in, the, in this coming summit to summarize. And maybe also 
uh, have a vision for, for the future. Uh, I hope that uh, till this time we will have the, the United States and Afghanistan will be signed the, the agreement and NATO and uh, Afghanistan will be signed and we will have the new president and we can uh, hear the new vision for the new president of Afghanistan in, in the summit too. The, the second one is what we should do for, for the future when we uh, cutting the, our activities in Afghanistan as a, a mission and operation. And we have also had the, the view that it's uh, the possibility to have uh, large exercises regular in uh, different regions going, going around uh, the, the NATO and uh, having this uh, interoperability and, and capabilities what we reach in, in this 10-year uh, period at the same level. Mm -hmm. And uh, last but not least, I think we should avoid the discussion on the enlargement. Avoid? Uh, we, we should not avoid. Should not yeah, avoid. Yeah, yeah, make, avoid. I want to make sure yeah, about that. Should, should not, not avoid. avoid the, uh, enlargement because uh, uh, two summits, uh, one after another, will be with the announcing that the door is open. Mm -hmm. And we cannot to close after this uh, the summit the doors because the, some countries is uh, is ready or, or they thinking that they is ready. We should evaluate the situation, and uh, I can count some of them: the Montenegro, the Georgia. They are in different uh, uh, position, but it's very important to us uh, to keep uh, this this open and to discuss with uh, our. Partners, because they, they do a lot together with us in, in different uh, missions. For for example, in, in, in Afghanistan, the, the Georgia is the, the biggest contributor uh, out of uh, of NATO members uh, in this place. Ms. Mercer, thank you so much. I'd, I'd like to turn a little bit more to regional security, and would be grateful for your. Um, your thoughts on the recent uh, Russian military exercise, APOD 2013, that concluded last month. Okay. Uh, your reflections on it, uh, obviously we're in an open setting, so, but, but your, your impressions uh, of that, what that meant for Lithuanian security interests. Uh, and then your thoughts on next month's operation uh, the exercise, speaking of exercises, Steadfast mm -hmm. Jazz. You noted in your opening remarks how important the U.S. presence was in Europe. Uh, some of the, these are my words, yeah, yeah, yeah. some of the ghosts of European nationalism are, are, are returning, but yet the U.S. Uh, participation in Steadfast Jazz is considerably smaller than had been anticipated. So I would uh, welcome your thoughts on Zapad and also Steadfast Jazz and what this means for Lithuania and Lithuanians. How are they viewing uh, these two exercises. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, this, uh, the Zapad is, it means the Zapad. Uh, when you hear something from, from Russians and uh, uh, Minister Sergei Shogu, he participated in the NATO-Russia Council, and he explained that it was the anti-terroristic uh, exercises, but we joking between ourselves why they not uh, declare or the, announced that this anti-terrorist 2013. Yeah. But they decided to name them the Zapad 2013. This means something different. And if we, we compare the, the, the Zapad and the Setva Jazz, 
In Stadvajas, uh, it will be participate about 16 nations and 6,000 uh, soldiers. In uh, this uh, Zappa 2013, in anti-terroristic uh, exercises, participate more than 40,000 soldiers, uh, air and uh, marine, in the Baltic, in the North Sea, and for the managing the terrorists that uh, some actions in, in some way in the Belarus and Kaliningrad. That's that's a little bit uh, difference, uh, and maybe the military they, they can explain how we need so much uh, soldiers uh, in, in this uh, anti-terroristic training and, and not so much in, in, in the Stadfajas exercise. Uh, but uh, on the other hand, this, this means that uh, Russia or the Russian Belarusia, they, they, they say, this joint, joint exercises, they, they have some new approach and they try to modernize the, the army and uh, control and uh, other things in, in uh, Russian and Belarusian armed forces. And they concentrate this all achievements and all, all main goal. Uh, in the, this Zapat region or, or West region. And this uh, creates some, some thinking for us that we should be ready for, for something and something happens. Because the, the one, one of the possible project is they, they call the blockade Kaliningrad. Mm. And this means that uh, to occupy it Lithuania or part of Lithuania. Because the, the corridor between the, 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 the Belarus and, 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 and Kaliningrad goes through the Lithuania or Lithuania and, and Pol. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, this is not, not only the, the, the our problem, but I think that we should be, should be ready and, and we uh, think and act that uh, this our Join or collective uh, defense is very, very important for, for all of us. And uh, Stadvajas is the, the exercise for NRF uh, and also on the article number, number five. But we're looking forward to, for, for the future for, since 2015 and, and further to have the regular, regional our exercises to keep the our level of our interoperability and capabilities in the same level that we achieve now or maybe improve it a little bit in, in the future to having a better relation with our neighbors. Wonderful. All right. I gave you some time to think through your uh, questions and I see Ian Brzezinski is hands up first. Ian. Thank you, Mr. Minister. Thank you. Oh, and there's, sorry, there's a microphone right behind oh. you there. Sorry. Thank you, Mr. Minister, for sharing your time with us. And Heather, thank you for, ho for hosting this is a wonderful facility. Uh, one comment and one question. Comment would be is that I hope you and your colleagues in Lithuania will bring to NATO the same approach that your governments brought to your chairmanship of the EU, that Poland brought to the chairmanship of the EU, in terms of leveraging the summit, the NATO, in this case, the NATO summit, to enhance awareness and appreciation over the coming year. Uh, for, for the alliance. i just throw that out as a thought because I think it's a great hook uh, to reanimate what I think has been declining awareness and appreciation on both sides of the Atlantic for, for the alliance. 
the question I wanted to put to you is a little bit more technical. You mentioned it. You were at the ministerial uh, in Brussels two days ago, and one of the ideas that were rolled out for the NATO summit was this concept of framework nations. And I'd be interested in what you think of it. I'm skeptical. Uh, I think it could be fragmentary in the alliance. I think it could dissipate capability. And I think it rests on an assumption, a, a, a weak assumption of, uh, of common views in the alliance, of consensus, an exaggerated sense of consensus in the alliance. Because if the framework concept is going to work and be operationalized, pretty much everyone in a framework capability set is going to have to be in agreement to go in, into an operation. One of the nice things about NATO is that it does create coalitions of the willing. Fragmentary NATO, NATO framework nations, I think, will be less capable of doing that. I'd, I'd be interested in your reactions. Thank you very much for, for your comment and, and for your question. Uh, indeed, uh, we not very enthusiastic support this new initiative. We, I said that we, we support, but we should look what this uh, means. Is it means that uh, some possibilities to create the, the, the joint or, or, or grouping for, for some uh, practical action, as for example, I mentioned the north of Afghanistan. If we create this, this um, framework nation as a, uh, for the special operation in a special place and for in, in special time, it's maybe that have been the some positive steps. And uh, now we're discussing between ourselves, uh, Baltics, the Nordics, and, and uh, some Balkan countries together with, with the German leadership to, to, to have the, the, some kind of the future mission in, in the north of Afghanistan. And we should compare this, this new initiative because it is not uh, yet uh, enough discussed. What, what is it? We have the Smart Defense Initiative, how we are pooling and sharing. And also we have the, the NATO planning and, and, and preparing to be in the uh, quite level for, for, our, for our action. But uh, it's, it's not the, the final decision or not, not, not the decision themselves, but we, we should discuss this initiative where we have the, the found the positive uh, steps. On the other hand, I, I, as I mentioned, we should uh, keep in mind that the our joint uh, NATO planning, contingency planning, and also to uh, sovereignty of the, of the states, how, how they are ready to, to be uh, on defense issue and not uh, postpone something to in, the, in the, the framework and to split the, the all alliance for, for some, some framework nation. So this, is, this is the open question for, for us. It was not strongly supported in, in, in the, this our summit. It was the discussion that, yes, this is the new initiative from, from the German uh, side, and, and this proposal should be discussed, and we will see what uh, maybe happens in the future. Thank you, Heather, and thank you, Minister, for a very interesting expose. I, um, the Swedish ambassador uh, recently arrived here, and I have to say I experienced a, a very considerable interest in Nordic-Baltic cooperation from the United States right now. And with President Ilves, one could perhaps even talk about a certain mini-pivot to the Baltics. These days we had the three uh, presidents visiting the President uh, 
the United States uh, in August, and we had uh, President Obama in Stockholm just a few uh, weeks later on, uh, where he also uh, met with the Nordic leaders. So we are very uh, pleased to see this interest in, in that region, and of course regional cooperation is of key importance to us, and I'd like to echo what the, the Minister said uh, about the, um, um, the scope and importance of, of regional uh, cooperation in the Baltic area between the Nordics and, and the Balts and also other countries around uh, the Baltic area. And there is quite a lot to, to talk about. We have, um, since a very long uh, time, the um, uh, Baltic uh, countries uh, engaged with the Nordic Defence Corporation, the NODEFCO Corporation. There are regular meetings of Nordic uh, Baltic Defence Ministers, uh, Chiefs of Defence. Uh, we have uh, the joint uh, exercise plan that you mentioned, Mr. Minister. We have uh, issues such as the cooperation within the framework of the European Union battle groups. The Nordic battle group in 2015 will be a largely uh, um, Nordic Baltic battle group. Uh, also with participation of Ireland. So that's, uh, that's a very positive thing. We have the Baltic Defence College, where we do joint uh, uh, courses. We have the Nordic uh, Baltic Initiative, which is uh, primarily geared towards uh, providing uh, training uh, in, uh, and, and uh, defence and security sector reform in countries such as Ukraine, Moldova, Georgia, something we do together there as well. So it's, uh, there's a lot to talk about uh, as far as as progress in our in our joint uh, security cooperation. Of course, more could be done, and I would be putting the simple question to you, Mr. Minister, what would you like to see happen in the Nordic Baltic cooperation in the, in the years to come? Thank you very much. Uh, if I may? Yeah, please. Oh, oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for, for your comments and uh, mentioning that uh, this project, were, which I not mentioned <laughs> in my introductory speech, Indeed, we are very satisfied with uh, this, uh, our activities and uh, we would like to, to continue on the, on the same level. We agreed between the Baltic uh, defense ministers to a little bit change the, our uh, framework to, to be closer to the Nor Nordic one and uh, to, to strengthen this, this our possibilities to, to be to together with you. Uh, what uh, can be done in the, in the future? We, I think we can be more together in, in, in the same uh, uh, coming project. For example, we, we start to uh, send our um, trainers to Mali, uh, together Baltics and Nordics we call. We participate in some countries, but we call that the, use the, the, the same, same uh, name. And uh, we're looking forward for the, the next uh, year's uh, exercise uh, planning. We can be more close and, and, and we organize more, not duplicate the national and, and the regional exercises and, and we will be happy to have the, the perspective uh, planning for maybe five or ten years in, uh, including in them the, the NATO plannings, the, the, the regional plannings and national plannings to, to save the, the, the resources and, and to create the, the better uh, effective uh, view of use these resources and, and being being together. And, uh, uh, we're looking forward for for very very practical uh, examples. For you, you mentioned on Baldev call, we we're looking about the possibilities to increase the level, to go to the Baltic uh, Defense University or Baltic Nordic uh, cooperation training for for our staff. I think it's it's the the vision what we can do uh, more more together in in the future. 
<coughs> Mr. Minister, just let me start by saying that the struggle, your struggle for independence is well remembered in Germany and uh, uh, there's a lot of admiration uh, not only in the government but also in the people at large. Uh, I've been here now for two years and I, I could sum up my experience in Washington by an old Bob Dylan song, the times are, they are changing oh. and they are changing quite, quite quickly. Uh, so I have two, two questions uh, from that. First, how can we, in, in these changing times, uh, ensure that the Americans, that the U.S. still has an interest in, in Europe? It's a very general question, but uh, I think it's, it's the core of it all. And uh, the second question, of course, is as technology is changing, as military technology is changing, as on, uh, in, in parallel uh, the, uh, the, the, the resources we can muster are more and more limited, you have a crisis in Europe. So, um, and you have, a, you have problems here too with, with budgets. Um, and so how can we uh, arrange, uh, how, how can we become effective as NATO or stay effective? And uh, uh, of course we have to, uh, you, you mentioned a few concepts, pooling and sharing. And uh, uh, on the other side, if NATO shall have a role out beyond Article 5, then we have a problem that uh, if, if we d divide our, our resources country from country, country by country, then we, we, d we have to be sure that we can make use of these resources. And so we need a concept, and uh, maybe you, you, you could uh, share some thoughts how you, uh, could how you could imagine such a division of labor uh, in future. Thank you. <laughs> it's, not, it's not easy, I think, to answer both questions uh, that you mentioned. But first of all, the, the, the answer for, for the first question, what is the interest of, of U.S. To, to in Europe? I think the same values. If we are on the basis of same values, uh, we, we should be together to fight for, for these values uh, and, and be ready to, to fight if it will be, be needed. The, the new journalism, you know, isolation of, of, of countries is, is nothing for the future. For maybe a short time you can reach something, achieve something, but, but if you're looking for, for the future, the, the, the global voice is coming with closer and, and closer. The, the events in, in different parts of the world is uh, very been involved in, in every region, despite the Europe or, or US. And, and only one way uh, to being on, on, the, on the same values, to act the, uh, as a um, same family or, or same club or, of countries uh, to having in mind the, the, the same values. And I think that, that uh, our links uh, between the Europe and the United States is very important. Yes, we hear that the United States have the interest in, in Asia, and this is our interest also because the, the changes in, in, in Asia is this very important for, for Europe too. And the uh, U.S. should allocate additional focus on, on, on these changes in, in, uh, in this part of the world. But it's, from my point of view, it's not to mean that the uh, U.S. left uh, Europe alone. This is the, the maybe kind of uh, timely priorities for, 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 for this time, but, but our the same, the joint values, I think it's very important to, to, to be together. And uh, from our discussion in, in the uh, NATO ministerial in the Brussels, uh, I think that we still will keep this the same interest and, and, and need for, for to be 
uh, uh, one family. For the resources, uh, military technology, and how we can effectively use that, of course, I think we should uh, calculate what we, we can uh, uh, allocate for, for the military. It's our goal that we should share all countries, not only depend on the United States resources uh, in Europe, my country also should we, we should increase the, 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 the financial resources for, for our military forces, and this is one of our goals. We lost uh, a lot in this uh, economical crisis period for four years. We went that of uh, resources which was allocated to the, for the military needs, it was cut. But now we have agreement between the all political parties in the parliament, inside the government, that we should go step by step to increasing and go to, to close to, to the 2% for the future. And, and this is uh, what we need. And uh, of course, uh, the another is the, the, this is collective approach and, and look at what we should have in, in all countries, in all us in allies, not, not only to getting the new technology and then changing the new technology, everything is going very rapidly and, and we should uh, be careful not to lose so, so much because the new technology is uh, developing very, very rapid and, and this uh, creates the needs for resources for a huge amount. And uh, we should, I think, uh, very open, discuss and planning, do the joint planning process, uh, how we can build uh, interoperable uh, capacities between all members of, of NATO and, and, and save in this uh, kind of money. And uh, there are some examples, for example, we, we, and uh, ways where to how we can go. We have the uh, idea of uh, this uh, new uh, centers of excellency. Uh, for example, in, 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 in Estonia and Thailand, we have the uh, NATO Center of Excellence on Cyber Defense. Uh, now we create an uh, open in, in Lithuania and Vilnius the energy, same security, and we have. Uh, a lot to discuss this issue because the military or armed forces is the biggest consumer for energy. And if we can uh, succeed with the, the cutting uh, or more effective use of the, the energy resources in, in military forces, we have uh, possibilities to use these resources for other needs that, that we need for the modernization of uh, military forces for more effective and some initiatives, for example, the Danish initiative about the green energy, why not it use in, 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 the, in the military? And we can, can uh, save some, some uh, resources and also create a better climate uh, environment. Uh, this is also very important. There are a lot of uh, possibilities to working together and including the, the research and, and uh, other activities to, to save the, the resources and uh, allocate it more for what is needed in the, in the practical way. Uh, if I may, why don't we bundle a few questions and then, Mr. Minister, I'll let okay. you respond to them. So we have Mike Haltzell, I know Ambassador Keith Smith, there is anybody else that, uh, and one in the back. So we'll start with Ambassador Smith. We'll go to Mike and then our colleague in the back. Thank you. The Swedish ambassador took some of my questions, but uh, <laughs> I would. I have two two questions. One regarding Ukraine. I just just came back from Ukraine, and uh, the question is, how much cooperation is continuing in the, on the military sphere between uh, Lithuania? I know Poland and Ukraine is continuing, but I wondered. I don't know what uh, 
Lithuania is doing. The second has to do with the question of U.S. continuing U.S. Uh, presence in Europe. And there's a lot of talk in Europe about the pivoting of the U.S. away from Europe. But I spent a lot of time in the Baltic states in two different countries. And the one thing I, at least at that point, was there was very little interest in the Baltic states uh, west of the Polish border. And my question is, has that really changed dramatically? The, I know that they had their own issues to deal with, but except for Sweden and the UK, it was very difficult to get European uh, NATO members to give concrete help to the new, new militaries in the Baltic states. Has that changed? Mm -hmm. Sorry to be controversial, but I'd like to uh, put uh, that question. We like, we like uh. controversy and provocative questions. Why don't we have the microphone right, right behind you, Mike? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm Mike Holtzel from the Center for Transatlantic Relations at Johns Hopkins uh, University. Welcome and thank you also, Heather. I'd like to get back to two issues we've already discussed. Popular support for the alliance, which I think everyone agrees is flagging. I don't think there's a magic answer. We don't have the same kind of glaring uh, threat that we had during the Cold War. And nonetheless, there, there certainly are behaviors. You've alluded to them, pressure on the Eastern Partnership. We'll see that at the summit. Uh, in Vilnius, Zapad, as you talked about, even air incursions. Uh, I'm not trying to s stir up alarm in the alliance, but I do think a public education campaign in all our countries would be a good idea. And I think that the question of capabilities is still there. I couldn't agree with you more, Mr. Minister, that we have to cooperate better, we have to have smart defense, all these things. Nonetheless, when most of the alliance members are spending under the 2% for the military, it's very hard to, to streamline and cut and be smarter and continue on that path. Um, one word about the framework concept. Uh, ironically, here you may have a conflict with what I just said is a goal of getting popular support. And Ambassador Amon can correct me if I'm wrong, but as I understand the framework concept, uh, for example, for a mission that Germany would lead, it would have to be approved by the Bundestag, which is fine, that's a democratic idea, but it's problematic in many ways. As would approval by the U.S. Congress be, for example. So, I mean, I think we have con contrasting things. One final quick question. Um, when you mentioned enlargement, I thought it was striking that you didn't mention Macedonia, which in fact was approved at the Bucharest summit, uh, and now has, we're into almost the second, de the second decade of what a lot of people think is sort of a silly name issue. I understand the consensus principle in the alliance, um, but is there no way to, to be blunt, to exert pressure on both parties for the greater good of the alliance, for the greater good of the EU, for heaven's sake, to get this thing settled uh, so that we can have, and, and I'm not an agent for Macedonia, but they've contributed the same way Georgia has. Everybody knows this. Uh, so these are the two questions, the capabilities, public education, and the enlargement. Thank you. Great. We have one question right in the back. Oh, right, right there. Uh, good morning, Mr. Minister. Uh, I'm Patu Kutelia. Uh, I represent McCain Institute. 
thank for your very strong support for my country uh, uh, during your today's speech and in generally Lithuanian support to Georgia. I'm from Georgia. Uh, you uh, spoke about uh, uh, integrational processes in Europe, whether it's European Union or uh, NATO. And we've seen throughout the history that uh, in most of the time, uh, in the changing dynamic periods of European continent, the uh, integrational processes were the answer. In 20th century, uh, there was an integration process under the Soviet ideology, countered by the integration process under the freedom of the uh, and free society. Today we face the same uh, two uh, contradictory integrational processes. One is the enlargement of the democracies, European Union, NATO. On the other hand, we have Eurasian Union, attempt of resurrection of the Soviet Union. Uh, so my question is uh, uh, how optimistic you are about us being a proactive rather than reactive towards the uh, Russia-led uh, integrational process. Thank you. You get to choose what you'd like to answer in the next five minutes. <laughs> just five minutes? Okay, I will just run through it. Regarding the Ukraine, I, I think we, we still continue and everything is, will be more clear after the, the European summit in November in Vilnius. Or Ukraine will be ready and, and sign this, this agreement. I, I know that uh, pr former President Kwasniewski and, and uh, Mr. Cox, they are working very actively t in, in the Georgia, in the Ukraine, trying to, to reach this, this agreement. It will be uh, uh, for, for both sides, for the European Union and for Ukraine, acceptable. And uh, I, I'm still optimistic. We work uh, together with um, Poland to create a the Lithuanian, Poland, and Ukraine Brigade, and this is also going on. I have the possibility to meet the Minister of Defense of Ukraine in the Brussels, and we discussed, and uh, we're still quite optimistic to end this project this year. Uh, U.S. in, in Europe and, and support uh, in more west to the, the, the borders of uh, uh, Poland, I think uh, there are some, uh, some changes. I think uh, we, we have the new formats. We're working very closely with uh, United Kingdom on the, the battle groups, European Union battle groups, and, and we uh, working together with the uh, Swedish, Nor uh, Netherlands, Lithuania, Latvia, and, and, and UK, and we found a more and more common approaches in, in, in different areas uh, on defense security sector. And, and I hope that this, this will lead a, a good uh, hope for, for, for the future. For the public support, I fully agree with you. I think it's one of them, the most important uh, to have uh, public support for, for the defense and security issue, to reach the, our the goals and, and to reach the, the support uh, uh, on resources in, in the countries and in the, in the parliaments. And uh, the Macedonia is just, uh, because I not mentioned every, every uh, experienced countries, I, I think it is the, uh, very sad that uh, one country can block the, the, just for, for, for the name the other, other countries do not take part in, in, in the disintegration process. And, and I hope that uh, we all together would find the, the, the possible way to uh, reach, uh, to, to find the way how, how we can manage with, with this, uh, this problem and to open the door and to have the more stable and more, more wider uh, our allies. Uh, Russia, active or proactive, I think that uh, every country have the possibilities to decide what uh, it wants. 
but uh, ev not every one country uh, have the, the uh, possibilities to block the decision of other countries. And this is, should be the, the, our main position, that Russia, Russia didn't have the veto for the U US, uh, for the EU enlargement or for the NATO, NATO enlargement. This is the, our position. Well, those were very tough questions in a very short period of time. Um, well, as, as an investor, Mon mentioned Bob Dylan's times there are changing. Now, uh, I, I credit this to uh, Ambassador Bob Hunter, but he said this is more like the Beatles. With NATO being 64 years old, will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64? <laughs> uh, maybe that's another tune we should hum as we think about uh, getting towards uh, next year's NATO summit. Mr. Minister, you have offered us an enormous uh, uh, offering a buffet of ideas and important issues, framework nation concept, Afghanistan, enlargement. You've talked about regional cooperation, raising Nordic-Baltic cooperation to a new level and, ex uh, and using that experience for the Eastern Partnership countries. So you've given us great food for thought, more things for CSIS to work on. Thank you for giving me my to-do list. So I thank you for making time to share your thoughts with us and I thank my colleagues that we don't have stimulating conversations without really great questions. And so I thank you uh, as well for participating in this discussion. I hope you'll come back and visit us in our new if building again. If you would I would uh, <laughs> love that. And uh, thank you again, Mr. Minister. Thank you all for joining us. And please uh, thank the minister for, uh, for being here today. Thank you. On my side, I would like to thank you for, oh, for inviting me. And I, and I would like to love this is a small book about our activities in the Afghanistan, the Gore province. Fantastic. Thanks for everybody thank who participated and who support us Mr. in this Minister, mission. Thank you so thank much. You thank much. you all. This is wonderful. <laughs>